All right, guys, welcome to Property Profits Podcast. I'm your co-host, Bryce Kaminsky, stepping in for Dave Dubow. And if you've ever been wondering what it's like to actually have a real estate business, people talk about being in the real estate business, but at some point, it turns out that you just got yourself another job. Today on the show, I've got Derek Dombach, and he's going to tell us a little bit about his story, but particularly how he was able to create a life that's not just being in the business, but owning the business. Derek, how are you doing today? I'm awesome, Bryce. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. So tell us the story of how you got started so we can kind of trace the origins to where you are today. So what was the, what was your first, you know, venture into real estate? Well, the first venture started in 2003. And like most people, I bought a couple fixer upper uh, rental properties. I was a construction worker. That was my background. So mm-hmm. It, it came second nature to go and do my own work and, you know, save, save money, even though that was the worst thing to do. And you learn that later on in life when you try to start to scale. Yeah. But uh, bought some fixer upper rental properties here where I live in Wisconsin and simultaneously started investing and in building new properties in Florida, which 2003 through 2006 was really great. 2007, um, not so much. Mm-hmm. And I learned very quickly um, what happens when you use bank financing to fund all of your real estate acquisitions um, and you have no control over your business. So I essentially lost everything from 2007 through 2009. And uh, I'm giving you the very abbreviated version, Bryce. Yeah, give but, me the the Coles notes really in that one spot because I think it's relevant to what's happening around us today. Was the bank financing that came to get you because of open variables and things like that? Like, did they claw the thing back on? The, tell us about the bank financing that you got trouble in real quick. Well, at that time, there was a lot of the 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 loans that were written were kind of fraudulent to begin with. But I never blamed anybody. I, I took responsibility for my own actions. I looked at it and said, you know, at the time we did the deal, they did make sense. The bank financing made sense. We didn't leverage our properties at over 100% financing, even though that was available. Mm-hmm. But when property values started to plummet so quickly, it even if you were leveraged 80% loan to value at the time you did the deal, you were still upside down. And And then it's a relationship business. All of the relationships I had with banks and mortgage brokers, those people got fired or escorted out of the building and you were just a file. And it took- The Big Short, right? The movie- The the Big Big Short. Short. Yeah, that that movie, although it's a little bit romanticized for for entertainment purposes- Yeah, well, Steve Carell's in there, right? You know, it's got to be entertainment if he's in it. Right. But it was pretty accurate, to be honest with you, living through it. Um, So- very quickly, as I mentioned, you realize you don't have control over your business. And moving forward, the next few years after that, uh, I focused on working with partners and and also raising private capital. And to this day, um, I still don't use banks almost ever. I mean, it's I can count on one hand how many times I've used bank financing since 2006. And I have admittedly missed out on deals because I didn't want to use institutional capital, but not if, when there's challenges with a transaction or a deal, 
I want to be able to go and talk to my investors and give them the the ideas or the plan to alleviate the challenge, whatever that challenge is. And it's only a matter of time. Mm-hmm. And and a, a lot of people are seeing that right now in this current market, uh, as, as this podcast will be coming out, 30-year fixed rate um, mortgages in, in the United States are at 8.5%. And many people that started investing in real estate that are in their, let's say, mid twenties to mid thirties, they've never seen an interest rate that high and they're panicking. Mm-hmm. And and to myself and, and a lot of people in my generation and older than me, this is not really a big deal. Honestly, I've been looking forward to interest rates increasing for a while because that brings on opportunity. And we can go into that a little more if, if you want, but the, to finish up the timeline, um, as we got into 2010 through the last 10, 11, 12 years, um, myself and, and a business partner built out a, a thriving hard money lending company. Um, we we annually would, would lend about 25 to $30 million mm-hmm. in short-term notes. And uh, we still run an acquisition company. We buy and sell. Um, I've built out a mastermind which is called REI Circle of Trust. And, and that mastermind is, it's a national mastermind specifically built out to work with people on the vision for their life, right? Um, figuring out how you want your life to look and then building a business that fits within the time that's left instead of what 99% of business owners do. They go to work 60, 70, 80, 100 hours a week hoping magically someday they'll be able to enjoy the fruits of their labor. And someday doesn't always come or it Mm -hmm. may show up and you're miserable or divorced or your kids won't talk to you or fill in the blank with some other challenge. So it's usually the time, you know, people think that they have time um, and they want to, you know, specifically with bank financing is that you can build a portfolio with bank financing. That's probably something you can rinse and repeat until they cut you off. But that's not usually enough for you to fast track and exit whatever it is you're doing. Because people don't get into real estate in a lot of cases to just have these properties. Like, I love my job so much and I'm also investing. It's usually I am looking for that exit hatch to get out of the business. So um, you'd mentioned earlier about the opportunity right now in the market as these interest rates climb. And I'm a big believer um, in, in that philosophy because it's there's a lot of people on the sidelines right now. And if you can raise private capital confidently, you're going to be able to capture that next inflationary period when the rate, even if it goes down 1%, uh, it's going to be um, house-mageddon. People are going to be off the bench. So what do you think is going on? Well, just for my own personal portfolio, not including the lending side of our business, um, in the last 12 months, I've done several uh, what I call creative deal structures. And oftentimes I get into these discussions, Bryce, about what's creative or what's what's um, seller financing. And mm. to me, buying something subject to is not creative. Buying something on owner financing is not creative. Land contract, fill in the blank, you know, options, leases. 
what's creative is when you when you stack those strategies together. So I might buy a property subject to a first mortgage. The seller carries back a second uh, mortgage position for their equity. And then I bring in a private investor, most likely on a, you know, with an IRA and do a participating note for any money I need to come out of pocket might be for down payment or rehab. Mm -hmm. And then I'll put a tenant in the property on a lease with an option to purchase. So I've, I've, stacked three or four strategies together to make a creative deal that wins for everybody. And while I'm out there, uh, I do some national speaking and local speaking and teaching and and people are are saying, well, how do you find deals or how do you find creative deals? You don't find deals. You build Mm -hmm. creative deals. It's, it all happens through conversations with motivated sellers, whether they know they're motivated or not, Sometimes they don't realize how motivated they are or what can be done for them. Yeah, so, the options, right? Right. They don't know they don't know the exit strategies. And I think that that's so true right now is you gotta educate yourself on creative options, especially when the interest rates keep rising. It's you gotta get creative. Gotta get creative. Well, Bryce, I met with a, a homeowner on uh Friday, last Friday. Mm-hmm. And I'm willing to pay her fifty thousand dollars more than her house is currently worth, full retail plus fifty thousand dollars, and we are working on that contract as we speak. the The terms of it is what makes it a deal, and essentially, it's an installment sale where she will take zero percent interest. Now there is some questions about, and I and I won't go into all the details, but questions about imputed interest and things of that nature. There are exceptions for those things, but I can buy somebody's house today at full retail. If the terms are right, cash flow that property for five to 10 years and, and make anywhere from a 25 to a 40% rate of return. Um, and I can do that all day long. And that's on a free and clear property. Mm-hmm. If it's got debt, I can take it subject to, which there's a lot of people starting to talk about subject to um, becoming very popular and it will, but there's mm-hmm. a right way and a wrong way to do it. In you know, my view, if you take somebody's note or, or their property subject to a note, you better have the ability to pay that off if it gets called due. If you don't mm-hmm. have the ability, I don't think it's ethical to take that loan over. But that's just my own belief. Um, yeah. But there's so much debt out there that is going to be locked in at the two and a half to four percent why do i care what the bank rates are i can go buy that property subject to sell it to somebody and charge them less interest than the bank is Mm -hmm. that's not a hard sell so a lot of opportunity buying buying then the notes seems to be big because like you're essentially avoiding the bank but there will come a time when those five-year five-year mortgages and things like that um are going to come due we're seeing that you know, in our market and stuff like that. So what are you doing right now? Because at the top, we talked a bit about, yes, real estate's active and being active in real estate is Mm -hmm. something that we do, but how do we make it a business that we can actually get in a camper, get in an RV, spend six weeks in the summertime, you know, get away in the wintertime and be able to oversee our business without actively 
being in the business. Yeah. And that was something that, that was part of my vision. And I, when I talk about vision, I, I was introduced to this about six years ago. So I wish I would have embraced it many, many years prior to that. And to be quite honest, Bryce, I, I didn't believe it for quite some time. I, I thought it was, yeah, it sounds okay, but yeah, it's not for me. When I actually embraced it, um, I was challenged by a, a mentor of mine because I was envious, as you mentioned, taking a, a trip in the summertime. He took his family on a month-long RV trip, and I, I was envious openly to him. I said, I could never do that. There's no way it's possible. How could I afford it? How could I be gone that long? And he certainly challenged me and said, well, number one, do you have it written down in your vision? Vision being something that you look at on a daily basis that you can read and, and review every day. And, and of course, the answer was no, I had not written it down. Then I did. And that was 2000, um, spring, summer of 2000, height of COVID. I wrote it down 2021. We took, my family and I took a five-week RV trip. In 2022, we did almost six weeks. And this summer, we went to Europe for 15 days and then came home and took a four-week RV trip. And the, the reason that we can do it is because when it becomes part of your vision and you're focusing on it, you figure out how to outsource. You figure out ways to get all the minutiae done that honestly, you don't have to do yourself. Yeah. And I am a serial entrepreneur that is a control freak. Like many people listening to this show, nobody can do it as good as I can. You know that. I know that. That's what we believe. But you don't need somebody to do it 100% as well as you do. Mm -hmm. You may have two people that split the workload and they each do 50% as good as you would. The end result is still the same. Yeah, because so, a lot of time people will have to hustle hard to vacation, go on vacation in the bank account, and then they get home and they're hustling hard because they, they pretty much actually took time off. Yes. But and you got to keep peaks that and valleys, The peaks and valleys of what you just described are not relaxing. So even mm -hmm. when you're on vacation, you're stressed out because you're thinking, yeah. how am I going to get caught up when I get home? And so even when you, you know, my, my mastermind and generations of wealth, which is our, our, uh, our company, our brand of, of how we give back. It's a, it's a platform to expand the, the knowledge that was handed down to us from our peers and our mentors and, and what we're doing with our friends, family, and, and children moving forward. Mm -hmm. All of that, I, I never had a vision for it. And at, at a point in time, about five years ago, I wrote it down and, and I, I really enjoyed um, hosting masterminds as an example. Like what we do different is we actually rent a big house and we go somewhere different every time. And yeah. there's about 18 to 20 people and we stay in a house together for four or five days. And we just peer to peer, round circle, help each other in life. Like a true business mastermind. Health. It's yeah, a true, true mastermind. mastermind. Yes. Because mastermind, that, that's a buzzword the last few years, right? People are calling seminars. Yeah, masterminds. you know, go into a Zoom room and now we're in a mastermind, which is kind of true in the essence. We are all like, you know, the, the, the word does get thrown around a lot, but it's supposed to be 
where everyone's syncing up and all of the brains are on the same thing. And certainly when you put yourself in a house with everyone and you don't leave and you, you know, start to get in vibration, much like a band does, you know, they're oh. not talking, but they're playing together. And, and honestly, some of the best moments are not when you're in the formal session of the mastermind. It's in the morning over coffee or in the evening walking on the beach or in the hot tub or whatever it is, right? It's all those moments that you that you grow. And so the reason I bring this up, Bryce, is I don't firmly believe that I would have gotten to a point where I could step away for weeks on end without that network and that, that mm -hmm. support system. And COVID is a great example. When 2020 hit and COVID was announced, many people panicked. Mm -hmm. We reached out to our network. At this point in time, we host three groups and we belong to a different mastermind. So that's a total of about 60 people uh, that we can reach out to from all across the country. And you collaborate and you start talking to them and asking them what's going on in their area and vice versa. And almost without exception, the majority of my network, 2020 was the best business year they ever had Yeah, because we were collaborating. And so when you talk about raising money, looking for deals, um, deal structuring, right? Having those people that number one are not in your same market. So they're not your competition and they're open and honest, brutally honest, which is what mm -hmm. it takes. Mm -hmm. That is what really made our business. My, when, when we got our lending company to a point where we were growing really fast, we had to raise more money really fast or turn away good loans. And I went to a, one of my mastermind sessions and I just told the group, this is where we're at. This is what we need to raise. I'm looking for suggestions or help in any way. And one member of, of our mastermind got me a meeting with somebody that, that he had a relationship with. He said, all I can promise you is a meeting. You have to take it from there. That one meeting, which by the way, that individual never asked for anything in return. To this day, um, that one meeting is still my largest investor and to the tune of about 15 to $17 million that we have of their money working. And that's the key. It really is. It, it's building that network of, of family that you can well, trust. The other, thing, the other thing about masterminds is there are some like there's some entry groups and those are valuable, but for the say on the same to or rather, and the same token is the entry ticket. It's almost like a, um, a bar or a nightclub. Mm -hmm. If there's a hundred dollar cover, the type of per people in that club, that nightclub is different. If it's a free, you know, everyone gets in $5 cover it's the same thing. The same reason when we run networking events, we don't have a free ticket because free, free people haven't invested in themselves. So do you have, can you tell the people at home how they can participate in some of the things you have going on? Yeah. I mean, what, it, where it starts with us is we run a, a, a once a year conference on a cruise ship called generations of wealth voyage. And, and that's open to anybody. Now it is geared towards advanced real estate strategies and networking. Mm -hmm. So if you're brand new in the business, are you still welcome? Sure. Are you going to be a little bit overwhelmed? Most likely because all of our speakers, there's 10 speakers 
And this is a non-selling event. Nobody is pitching from the stage. Nobody's allowed to pitch from the stage. Nice. They're all friends and colleagues of mine, top, top-notch speakers that are there to educate and train and give back. And do I encourage people to do business? Of course. But they're going to get one-on-one either with other attendees or the speakers themselves. And if they end up doing business together, that's on them. I'm mm-hmm. not telling anybody they should or shouldn't. That's up to them. That's the networking part. So the Generations of Wealth Voyage happens in March on a, a cruise ship, Royal Caribbean. Um, I think we'll put the website in your show notes. Mm-hmm. That's that's available for anybody. The, the masterminds themselves... Um, it is for people that have been in the business for a while. It is for people that are looking to take their business to the next level, but not just their business, their business and their life. So where I feel I'm different with the circle of trust is we deem success, whatever you want it to be. Many masterminds, you go in there and everybody's beating their chest and they're trying to compare spreadsheets and and net worth and, and, you know, yeah, they're trying to like 2x their business or 10x their business. What about correct. your marriage? What about your health? What about your, you know, your study and your books that aren't about real estate? You know, that sort of thing. Exactly. That is the part that we don't do. If Bryce, if you come to Circle Trust and you say, I want to do 100 units this year or add 100 units this year or whatever it is, fill in the blank, right? That's what we're going to help you work towards and hold you accountable towards. But we are not going to say, Bryce, you should add 100 units this year. Mm-hmm. That's that's not our job. And that is how you figure out what your vision for your life looks like. And, and I mentioned before, it starts with a personal vision. Mm-hmm. In my personal vision, it clearly states, I will take an RV trip with my family every summer. That is non-negotiable. As my kids get older and move away, I'm going to always look back and have those memories, mm-hmm. right? Maybe I didn't get to 2x or 3x my business in 2023, but I got to spend invaluable time with, with the ones that I wanted to spend time with. So that's that's first and foremost, is we help you figure out what do you want your personal life to look like? Mm-hmm. You may only have 20 hours a week left to run a business. Now it's time to figure out your business vision. How can you build a business that fits in the allotted time that's left? That's what we do at Circle Trust. Nice. So, you know, people have been in the business a long time. I always like to throw this question out before we wrap, and then I'm going to ask you to tell people how they can get a hold of you. But if you were to start all over again, what would you do differently? Uh, it's really simple answer because I've had to start over a couple that's times. True. Yeah, right. That's true. Um, the first time I didn't have a network, I was a closet investor, my wife and I. We didn't have anybody to turn to, to even know if we were making the right moves. So starting out, I would go and find anybody and everybody that's reputable, that's important, has Mm -hmm. good morals, good ethics, and see what they're doing. Do anything you can to be around them, spend time with them, help them. Um, Don't suck the life out of them. I mean, I'm I'm here to help anybody. I'll, I'll help anybody that listens to this podcast. And I'll give you my contact information at the end. But you got to also recognize that we are all running our own businesses. So if somebody says, Derek, can I have 10 minutes of your time? Absolutely. And 10 is usually going to turn into 30. And I'm okay with that. 
But if somebody calls me and says, Derek, can I take you to lunch? The answer is probably always no. Not. Yeah, probably Because not. that's by the time I drive somewhere, spend an hour with you for lunch, drive back, it's two hours of my life. And I'm sorry, but two hours is not worth a hamburger. Mm -hmm. It's just not anymore. And, and that's not me being disrespectful. That's me being practical. In that same two hours, I could help 200 people through yeah. the generations of wealth, right? So how can people get a hold of you? They want, you know, they like the idea. They like the the mindset that you're bringing to the table. How do they um, find you, reach out to you? Well, I'm really easy to find as far as social media. Uh, just Derek Dombek on Facebook, LinkedIn, TikTok. Um, I, I actually wouldn't mind, Bryce, if you'd let me uh, okay. give everybody an opportunity to, uh, to get two of these books. Um, you see them over my shoulder, Next Level Your Life and the transformational journey. There are two international Amazon number one best-selling books that I co-authored. Um, if anybody just shoot me an email, my direct email, I monitor it. Um, it's Derek at globalgow.com. And Derek is spelled D-E-R-E-K mm -hmm. at G-L-O-B-A-L-G-O-W.com. I'll send you the digital version of those books. And, and that's how you can reach out to me as well. If, if you have any questions and it guys, if it's deal structuring, I love that kind of stuff. If it's raising money, it doesn't matter what it is. Just mm -hmm. shoot me an email. Give me, give me a little bit of grace. I might not get back to you within an hour, but um, that's, that's part of why I come on these shows and I, I really love it. And I, I enjoy spending time talking with people like you, Bryce. It's fantastic. Yeah, I think uh, definitely. I'm going to be uh, sending you that email to get a copy of that book. So um, really appreciate your time, Derek. And uh, until next time, guys, we'll check you on the next episode.